Hey guys, welcome to the special Satisfied series with the Real Life Podcast. I'm so thrilled you are here. For this special eight-week series, I've gotten to interview my dearest friends who I look up to, I've learned so much from, and I do life with, and we talk about all the things, all the real-life things of how to become satisfied women in different roles and areas that we live in every day. I'm so glad you're here, and I hope you enjoy this next episode. Welcome to the Real Life Podcast. Today on the Satisfied Series, I am so excited because my dear friend Kristen Adams is on to join me to talk all about laughter and to have fun and how to bring that into our homes. She is one of my favorite people. She lives in Indiana and we get to hang out once in a while and she's just so fun to be around, just lights up the room, um, brings so much joy and just welcome spirit into the room that she comes into. And so I've learned so much from her about how to be a good mom and a wife and how to have laughter and joy. And I really look up to her and admire her in so many ways. So I am just so thrilled that she is here today. It is such an honor to have you on, Kristen. Oh, you're going to make me cry with that intro. I'm here (laughs) to have fun, not cry. (laughs) Thank you. That was sweet. Um, okay, so hey, for those that don't know you or maybe aren't as familiar, can you just intro yourself of where you guys live, what your family's like, and what you guys do for a living? It's still weird to hear someone say that I live in Indiana because we've been here about five years mm-hmm. and I love Indiana, but I'm a Texas girl. I, I grew up in Texas, lived there till I was about 20. And then, um, I went to California for 15 years where I met my husband, Danny. And what took me out there was a little show called American Idol. So (laughs) back in the day, you got to get in a time machine with me and go back, back in time a little bit. um, Because I was on the very first season of the show, like when Kelly Clarkson won. So, uh, so I auditioned and in in Dallas with like a bajillion other people, right? not knowing what that show was going to be or do. And it totally changed the trajectory of my life. Um, And that's why I ended up moving to California. And I, spoiler alert, did not win um, the show. (laughs) (laughs) But you were the top 30. The top 30. 30. To my my surprise. I mean, I, (laughs) I was, I had never aspired to be a singer. I, I like to entertain. I like to try new things. And I've always had that, just curiosity about myself. Like, Hey, that sounds fun. I'm going to try that. Let's sing. And, you know, I was like a shower singer at the time and, you know, everyone sounds good in the shower. And so (laughs) I was like, sure, I'll go try. But I didn't know it was going to be a huge show. This was the first season, Mm -hmm. you know? So I had no idea it was going to be the massive like pop culture phenomenon that it is and had no idea it was going to make it to the top 30. But the best thing that happened to me was that I fell down on national television during my audition. (laughs) Um, And I, I fell down after I sang a song called fallen by Alicia Keys. So it was like the perfect setup. (laughs) I didn't mean to fall people. It was an accident, but it was the perfect thing that could have happened. Like, Oh my gosh, this girl sang fallen. And then she fell And so I ended up being the girl that fell down from season one. People would ask me for years, you know, that's what I was recognized as like my 15 minutes of fame. It was never, Hey, you sounded so great on the show. It was always, (laughs) (laughs) were you the girl that fell down? So I want to know when people came up to you, like they recognize you like, Oh my gosh, that's the, the, were they like, were you the girl that fell down? Is that how they said it? Yes. They (laughs) just like that. (laughs) They would literally, and and for some reason it was always at the airport. I don't, I don't know why (laughs) airports and, um, I think TSA folks love American Idol. I always get recognized by a TSA person. Are you the girl that fell down on American Idol? Um, and then it would like spur, like if someone asks me in public, this is back in the day, I would say for about three to five years solid after Mm -hmm. I was on the show, I would get recognized fairly regularly as the girl that fell down. Um, and so if someone would ask me in public and then someone else would hear, 
they'd be like, oh yeah, I told you. <laughs> it was like chain reaction. I was like, yeah, so what'd you think about my singing? Was that good too? No. Um, but it, it really, it, it, it kind of put me on the map, you know, even though I was, you know, flat on my back looking up at the, at the ceiling, um, it put me on the map and, um, and led me to Los Angeles. And from, from then on, I started hosting television shows. They hired me on the second season of Idol as like a host correspondent. Um, and then from there, I just started hosting shows. And that's what I did for 15 years in LA and got to meet Danny during that whole time. He was out there uh, pursuing comedy and like studying at the Groundlings and doing improv and things like that. And he was also personal training to actually pay the bills. And so... I started going to him for personal training. And then, you know, you tell your trainer everything like you do your hairstylist. Anytime yeah. you're in a, you have to be with someone and just, it's <laughs> right. you, and then you just start talking. And had I known Danny and I were going to get married, I wouldn't have told him anything. You know, he just knew <laughs> right. way too much. He knew way too much. <laughs> so wait, I need to ask, I know that you guys were friends for a long time before you actually started dating, but you, did you really go to him for personal training or were you like, oh, that he's kind of cute. I'll, I'll have him personal train me. <laughs> you know, I always thought Danny was cute and like super in shape. And I was like, dang, you know, he, he was very like into fitness and, and like watch what he ate. And he's still that way. Like I, you know, I feel like I have to announce every time I'm eating chocolate just because, you know, he doesn't put that on me. I put it on myself, but I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm eating chocolate, you know, and he's just so, he has so much self-control in that area. Mm-hmm. And, um, but anyways, we were friends for a long time, same friend group, you know, he, uh, just, but totally platonic. Like I was dating other people. He was dating other people. I was in such a, 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 kind of a season in my life out there where I was, I call it my downward word spiral. Um, it was just three years of doing things I never thought I would do. Just kind of got sucked into the LA. Mm-hmm. Really any city can do it to you, but LA is, can be extra icky in certain ways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as much as sure. I love the city, there's just still another layer of it that um, kind of just pulls you in, in the nightlife and other things. And so Danny saw me during that season. He saw me move out. Mm-hmm out to LA from Texas with this, you know, good head on my shoulders and coming off of the reality show and my career was taking off. And then he saw me kind of like, Whoa, what's going on? You know, just partying so much, um, just into the hookup culture, just things, honestly, Alyssa, it was like within three to six months of living in LA, I was like, who am I? Like, Mm, who is this girl? Yeah. And, um, and it kind of started even before I moved to LA, but it just kind of just exponentially went downhill when I moved there. And so Danny saw all of that. And, and to be honest, I think that's why, you know, we never dated sooner. We were friends for three years mm-hmm. and, and we, we were both just on different tracks, um, but knew, but always had fun together. We always knew, you know, wow, Kristen's fun. Danny's fun. We laughed together, but it's probably, you know, she's probably a little, too toxic to be in a relationship with right now. And, um, and I just didn't, I wasn't looking for somebody like Danny. Mm -hmm. I was, I was kind of into the bad guy whole, you know, thing. And so, but I needed, I needed to be, I needed a personal trainer because I was partying so much and booking all these shows and like putting on weight, Mm, you know, like the beer gut had the beer gut. (laughs) And so I was like, Danny, you need to get your girl in shape. And so I went to him like three days a week and, um, and then our friendship really just took off because like I said, he saw the good, the bad and the ugly, Mm -hmm. you know, in that season. Yeah. So then how did you guys, well, tell us, finish the story for those that don't know, how did you guys end up getting married? And then how did you end up, um, living, moving to Indiana and what do you guys do now? Well, we make videos for the internet we moved here because we wanted to work together and um, we didn't want to keep paying LA prices to do so. And there's a whole epic story of how, you know, I don't know which, where you want me to jump to, but for people, just a quick synopsis, we kind of, our videos went viral. The ones that we do lip syncing in the front seat of our car mm-hmm. and we dress up and we put on wigs and we do all the things. And so those just resonated with people back in 2017 or was when like, the virality was really happening. 
mm-hmm. uh, with multiple videos. And, um, and then from there we would get, you know, we started getting asked to come to conferences or MC things, or can you guys come perform or entertain? And so we just kept saying yes. And it evolved into a show. And so we would do like corporate events, but we just call our laughter the best medicine program. And then we also do date nights um, for like churches or anyone that just wants to have like marriage enrichment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we put together two different shows. And so we were touring that a lot before COVID happened. Um, but prior to that, I mean, it was a whole, like, like I said, I never thought I was going to marry Danny. He never thought he was going to marry me. Um, but I kind of broke down to him one day outside of the gym. I call it my quarter life crisis. I was probably about 24 years old at the time. And, um, I just started crying and I was like, I feel like I've lost myself in this city. I feel like I don't even know who I am. I feel like I have a phone full of 300 people who probably at the end of the day, really don't care about me. Um, like if I died tomorrow, I mean, it was very morbid thought. I was like, if I -hmm. I died tomorrow is, are any of these people even going to come to my funeral? Like, are they just waiting for me to meet up for drinks on sunset and party at the club Mm -hmm. that night? And so Mm -hmm. Um, so he kind of saw all that and my brother was coming out to visit me that week, my younger brother, and he's always looked up to me. And I thought, I have no one that I even want my brother to meet out here. Like, I don't want to, I don't want him to know what I'm really doing out here, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, I asked Danny if he would hang out with Lance and I, my brother and that week. And so that was the week that like, kind of like a shoe hit me on the head. Like that's how I envision it. Like a movie, like, boom, like, (laughs) Danny, like you, Danny. <laughs> he's a great guy. Oh, he, would, yeah. he would come to your funeral. <laughs> um, and so he, he, the way he just, I don't know, it was like the veil was lifted for me that, that week that my brother was in town of just like how awesome Danny is mm-hmm. and just how good of a heart he has. And that there was like no agenda with him. It was just, he really cared about me kind of like a big brother. He's a few years older than me eight years older, um, (laughs) years older than me. And, um, and so he kind of has like this big brother, like he, he always just had a big brother mentality for me. Like he wanted to rescue me so many times during that, um, season that I had in LA, but he, you know, he, he was just there as a springboard and a kind of a non-judgmental, you know, place of like, Hey, you're better than that, Mm -hmm. you know, but you have to figure that out. And so we started dating that week after my brother left, but we both weren't really like walking with Jesus or like following Jesus in any way at that time. Danny was raised um, in an awesome Christian family and, you know, went to Christian university and all of that. I went to TCU and was raised to go to church every Sunday and all that, but neither of us were in our word or going to church regularly or anything like that at that time. And so, um, we quit, we moved in together within six months of dating because we judged justified that of like, Hey, it's expensive to live in LA. We're together all the time anyways. Mm-hmm. Let's just do it. You know? Sure. And mm-hmm. so things got worse in our relationship before they got, ended up getting better. We started off having a great time and then, but we had like no coping mechanisms at all. We just were really codependent, mm-hmm. um, trying to get all of our needs met, all of our emotional needs met by the other person. And I had like a lot of control issues. Um, It was almost like Danny was more of the codependent one trying to like his joy was affected by me so much. Mm -hmm. And I was the one that was like trying to control him and everything. And it just was a mess. It just became a mess. We had a lot of high highs and a lot of low lows. Mm -hmm. And he gets the bright idea that we should start going to church (laughs) in that whole season. And I was like, Mm -hmm don't want to go to church. I grew up going to church. It's not going to change anything. We're just going to feel better about ourselves for one hour on Sunday. And then that's really what my philosophy, my mindset was, mm-hmm. but he had run into someone, um, uh, like a couple of weeks prior, um, that had had her life changed by Christ. And she, and she was kind of like in the party scene too. And she was like, come to church. And so he was kind of adamant, like he wanted to go. I was like, okay. So we go and it was one of those churches that I, well, I had never been into a church like this prior to going where people were like raising their hands and, you know, really seeming like they were engaging with God in a way that I'd never seen. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, I don't know if I like this. I kind of think I want to leave right now, but I'm, yeah. I'll stay. <laughs> um, 
And then at the end, they did an altar call, which I had never seen before. Um, mm-hmm. I was raised Lutheran and we just didn't do that in, in the denomination I grew up in. And, um, and so I was like, what people are going to get out of their seat and like go forward to receive Christ. Mm-hmm. And as my head is bowed, they were like, okay, if you want to come forward, come. And I feel Danny stand up <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, please tell me he's going to the bathroom or something. Like (laughs) he could not be going forward because didn't he grow up in church? Like, why is he going forward? Yeah. And so he goes forward and is like, hands up, like tears are coming down his face. And I'm thinking, I have to go home with this person. (laughs) I live with this guy, you know? Right. And and I'm like, this is just not, I was just not ready for that at all. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm thinking the whole time, like, what does this mean? Like, is he going to change? Are we not going to have fun anymore? Are we, is he going to judge me? Like, I was just so scared. And it was really about losing control. Like I like, because I like to have control of things. It was like, now I might be able to, to control him or the situation or our relationship. Um, and so when the service ended, I was trying to beeline for the car, like don't not, not look at anyone. Like <laughs> I, I was like, I'm not going to mention this. Maybe this was blow over, you know? Yeah. And he like went to the bookstore and like started buying new believer materials and like signed up to be in the men's <laughs> ministry. <laughs> new believer materials. Like, yeah, he was like speaking in tongues on the way to the parking lot. And I was right. like, whoa, <laughs> can you slow down? You know, can we, can we ease into this whole Jesus thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we get in the car, it was kind of a quiet ride home and we didn't, I don't even really think we talked much about it that day, but Danny just started reading his Bible every morning and wow. every day. Mm-hmm. And it super irritated me at first. Um, and then like when we would kind of fight or when I would, you know, do my normal things of like being irritated and fighting, he stopped fighting back, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I was like, this is not fun anymore. You're not fighting yeah. back, you know? <laughs> and um, so we were, I went, it took me about another six months, to be honest, of going to that church mm-hmm. to really start, you know, surrendering mm-hmm. and going, God, you're, you're real. And if there's more of you than I have missed, you know, my whole life sitting in a church, you know, I want to know, I want to know you mm-hmm. and Um, But with Danny, he was trying so hard to give me his relationship with Christ and to like make me see the light, you Mm -hmm. know, that it really pushed me away Mm. and things with us were getting not good. Mm -hmm. And so we ended up breaking up. Like we had this epic fight in New York city. Um, He had come with me on a work trip. I was hosting something and um, we ended up taking separate flights home. And I'm always like, you know, you know, it's bad when you pay a change fee, not to sit next to your person, you know, <laughs> totally. Like, yeah. I don't even want to know. And so, um, it, we ended up like moving out, which was, well, actually we had had it on our hearts to, to move out, um, before that, that mm-hmm. fight. Um, it was like a kind of just, a, a not, not to judge people that live together before they're married, but for us, it was like, we were trying to get all the blessings of being married without actually being married. Mm -hmm. And it just, it just didn't work. It just Mm -hmm. was not working. There was too many things that too many negatives, the negatives far outweighed the positives for us Mm -hmm. of living together Mm -hmm. before we got married. And so we had already, we were moving that direction. Yeah. And then this fight happens and we, and Danny ends up breaking up with me and I am like freaking out. Like you don't break up with me. And at that time, you know, like (laughs) I control things here. I say when, and so, um, I was like trying to get him back, even though I didn't even know if that's what I really wanted. I just mm-hmm. wanted to be the one to decide. Sure. But yeah. he was not answering my calls. He was, the man was done. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I was still going to that church, but we were broken up. So we were like sitting opposite sides of the sanctuary and that was a fun season. Um, but, but I, um, there was a women's conference coming up at that church and Danny knew about it cause they were running promotions for it and stuff. And he was like praying that I would go. Mm-hmm. Um, and back then that was like the last place you would find me is around a bunch of women that love Jesus. And now I'm like, when's the next women's conference, you know, and like, yeah. well, like <laughs> now I like love it. But back then that was not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I was actually planning on going to the women's conference 
but I was going to go meet some friends out at the club afterwards. Cause right when Danny broke up with me, I called all my old people and was like, let's, let's, you know, I'm back, you know, mm-hmm. let's go party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I stood in the back of this women's conference and I uh, was planning on just hitting a couple worship songs and then going. And this woman, um, uh, this evangelist who's a Southern, just real Southern talks like this, you know, I mean, <laughs> she was up there and she was talking about Jesus and it was like, she was reading my mail. So mm-hmm. much of her story was a lot like mine. And I ended up staying the whole conference. And when they did an altar call that night, I was the first person up there. Wow. I don't even remember walking. I literally feel like angelic hosts were pushing me, mm-hmm. carrying me to the front and I was the first one there and the last one to leave. So I don't know if the altars were filled that night or if it was just me laid out crying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. And I, I, for the first time, really felt like I had like my Jesus moment of like, God, you love me, mm. you know, yeah. and you see me and you value me and you love me even in my mess you know, mm-hmm. and it just, it was so freeing that night. It was like, um, just like a cloud of fear had opened up, you know, and just like, he just reached down and was like, I got you mm-hmm. and you don't have to be afraid and you have, you don't have to stop. You can stop trying so hard and all of that. And so I called Danny that night and he had not answered my phone calls for like, I think we've been broken up for a couple months and And he answered that night Mm -hmm. and he tells the story. Like he knew that women's conference was happening and it was right around like 10 that I called. And he was like, I'm going to answer because I believe you did something bad. Mm -hmm. And, and he always tells people, he's like, I heard something from Kristen that night that I had never heard. And it was humility. And I know it kind of sounds like, Oh, that's like kind of like a, not a very nice thing to say, but it's true. (laughs) I, I just, completely told him I'm sorry. And God did something in my life. And, you know, before that it was like, I would apologize, but there would always be like a, but, or like sure. a reason. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. just like, look, I'm sorry. You know, I have not been good to you. I have not been kind to you. I have not been, you know, living the way that I, I, I've living been, I've been living beneath, you know, what I know I could be living the mm-hmm. standard that I know I could be living. And, Um, and so we met for coffee that night and just slowly from there, like redeveloped our relationship. So we dated a year and a half without walking with the Lord and then a year and a half, you know, putting Jesus in the mix of everything. Mm -hmm. And it was like, we dated two different people for sure. Yeah. Honestly. And we, you know, we stayed moved out. We stopped having sex, all the things we were doing before. And then Mm -hmm. just said, God, we just want to do this your way. Not perfect. Cause we're going to mess up, but we just want a drastic change. And, um, and we did, and mm. it, it was awesome. Like I never felt more pursued in my life that whole next year and a half. Like the fact that he would do like Danny would do that for me and like go, Hey, I know we've already done that. And we could have easily just been like, Oh, we already did. We've already had sex. We've already lived together. Mm-hmm. But he's like, no, I want to honor you right now. The way that like, you should be honored. Yeah. You're not mine yet. You're not mm-hmm. mine forever yet. I have, we've not mm-hmm. said that. And so it just like, it was awesome. It was an amazing year and a half. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then we got married and everything was perfect and we never had any problems <laughs> in the last, you know, in the last 12 years of marriage. It's been great. Um, but, uh, but we, you know, we stayed out in LA for a few years, about five years after that. Is that right? Yeah. Five years after that. But Danny would go fast and pray every uh, January and um, get direction for the family. And he'd always come back with like an awesome word, you know, or an awesome, just like so many great nuggets. Like this is what God's telling us. And, and this one particular year he came back and he was like, God is telling me to move to Indiana. And I was like, is he telling you to take me with you? Because I, I, I'm not going to Indiana. Like right. <laughs> what? We had never talked about moving. We had never talked about going back to yeah. from Indiana. And so that it wasn't like mm-hmm. a random place, but still we had never talked about doing that. And, um, 
I'm like listening, you know, how like, I don't know if Jeff's ever come to you with something that sounds crazy. Cause that's totally not Jeff <laughs> to have crazy ideas. Not at all. Like, it's not like I experienced that every week of my life. <laughs> so this may not resonate with you at all. Um, but he came to like, it was like, and you know, as they're talking, you're just thinking like, you're trying to be like the good Christian wife and be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, <laughs> and the whole time he's talking, I'm like, God, you have to give me something so spiritual sounding like it is straight from the throne room to come <laughs> like to, to renounce this. Like we are not going to Indiana. Like I need right. you to help me convince him mm-hmm. that he did not hear from you. Yeah. And so, um, so as he finished talking, he's kind of started sounding like, um, Charlie Brown's teacher, you know, after mm-hmm. he said Indiana and I was like, mm-hmm. want, want, And I was like, okay. Uh, and so he was done and I said, well, let me go pray and see if the Lord confirmeth this thing that you sayeth. And so. <laughs> Which is amazing. I'm taking notes because I'm like, that is not how I respond. <laughs> oh. And so I went to the bedroom and I was like, okay, God, what do you got? You know? And he basically yeah. said, go, go, go. Mm-hmm. What's going to look like the end to a lot of people is going to be just the beginning for what I have in store for you and Danny. Wow. And I was like, that is not what I wanted to hear, but you know, when it's the Lord, it's the Lord. And, um, and so I went out and I was like, you're right. Like we're supposed to go to Indiana and we were excited for about a day. And then, (laughs) (laughs) and then two years went by and we were still in California and hadn't packed a box, you know? Mm -hmm. And because it was mostly me, I say we, but you know, we, we've been writing a book and, and every time I put when I'm writing and I'm like, we waited two years, Danny's like, <clears throat> are you sure we did? Or was it you? Cause I was ready to go. And I was like, okay, it was me. Uh, but I was like, don't you think wisdom says like, we should like let God connect more dots before we actually go. Like, mm-hmm. what am I going to do for work? I mean, Last time I checked, there's no way for like a television host who covers TV and film to do things full time. Right. Like everything is in LA, every red carpet of it, every press junket, every movie premiere. Mm-hmm. Um, for the most part, it was, I needed to be there. And so I was like, and we, and we had had this vision in our heart to start working together and creating content online. And so it wasn't like we had kind of started that, but it would have, it was a big leap for us to, to leave my livelihood of, you know, 15 years of hosting shows to go, how are we even going to monetize content? What if nobody even watches our content? You know, there were so Mm -hmm. many, there was, we didn't have any jobs waiting for us, you know, here in Indy, um, Mm -hmm. or friends, like I don't have any friends here, you know, all my friends are in LA and there was just a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. so I just wanted God to connect more dots and then I would have, was going to go. That was my plan. (laughs) And then after two years, I just realized we both realized, um, that we were being disobedient because God Mm -hmm. had clearly told us to go. It wasn't like a, should we, it was like a clear thing that he spoke to Danny. He confirmed through me and, um, we just needed to go. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I didn't need more faith. I, all we need is faith of a mustard seed. You know, it's like, sometimes Mm -hmm. I used to think I just, I just don't have the faith Danny does. He's the faith guy. He's mm-hmm. high faith. And I know that's a special gift for people. And he really does operate and just like mm-hmm. just always has faith. But when you look at the scriptures and it's like, we all just need a mustard seed. That's it. Mm, that's good. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And so it was like, I just need to do it. I just need to yeah. obey. That's mm-hmm. it. And so we did and we moved to Indy and I thought there was going to be a big box on our front. We rented a house sight unseen. It looked crazy fast to everyone in our life. Like, why are you guys moving so quickly? And we were like, well, we're two years late. We're two years late. (laughs) (laughs) Disappointment. And so I thought we were going to have like a big box of blessings, like a reward from God, like great job, you know, for obeying finally Mm -hmm. you guys. And it was quite the opposite. Like for the first Mm -hmm. eight months we were in Indy, we were making videos. We were putting one out every week, being faithful to that vision and creating content. But like, our bank account was going like this. Mm -hmm. And even though people started following us, it was like our social capital was rising, but our actual capital was falling. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I I would rather have capital. I would rather have actual money. I don't need followers. That's not why I moved here. Um, 
And so uh, it was really scary for me. Um, I, I am working on not always believing the worst. Um, Danny believes the best in people and every situation. Mm-hmm. And I, I just have that lawyer. Kind of, I used to want to, that was what I was in school for before American Idol changed my life. I was going to study international law. I was a political science major. I just had the brain that was like, let me play out all the scenarios that could sure. go wrong. So yeah. That we can be prepared. And so when the bank account started going down, I was like, we're going to, you know, we're going to lose everything. We're going to be shuffling along the side of the road in our bathrobes and, you know, with no hope, no plan, no mm-hmm. purpose. I mean, that was just where my, <laughs> and Dave's like, oh, you know, um, and so it got, it got bad. I mean, I, we, I could go on and on about stories of just, you know, talk about doing things you never thought you would do, you know, pouring out coins. Um, that we were saving mm-hmm. to go overseas. We had like a little coin jar. We would always throw money in. And I had to go empty that out at a coin star one day with the kids to just do groceries. And yeah. I was like, we cannot keep taking money out of our 401k. We're getting, you know, it was mm-hmm. just a, a mess. Um, and so, but then we get a call and this was before any videos went viral. We had about 8,000 people following us on Facebook and it was mostly Danny's mom's church. Um, and <laughs> I mean, yeah. and so we had got a call from a pastor in Oklahoma city and he was like, Hey, I love your videos. My wife and I, we, you know, you just bring us a lot of joy. We'll watch them together. And, and it's just great. And would love for you guys to come in and speak at our marriage conference. And, um, you guys do that, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and Danny's super honest. He's like, you know, on the phone going, well, we've never, you know, done that. And I'm in the background, like, say yes. Does it pay? We need money. You know, <laughs> we'll think of something to say. Uh, and so, but, uh, but the pastor was like, look, I know, you know, I'll be there if you guys need, you know, need a lifeline. Like if it doesn't go well or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, just, just come share your story. How do you keep, you know, how do you do what you do together as a married couple? How do you have laughter and joy? And it just speaks to people. And so we went and it was life changing that weekend. Um, mm-hmm just when you step into your purpose and something that's totally different. I loved hosting television shows, but this was like different. It felt different and it felt like this is where I'm supposed to be. This is the sweet Mm. spot, you know, as, as, as natural as it was for me to read a teleprompter. And I still enjoy that. And, and, and doing interviews and stuff, it was like, this was different. Mm. And it's so cool that you guys do it together. I love that. Um, Okay. So just so we have enough time. So obviously, and then you guys did a video. It went viral that weekend. It went viral that weekend the, at the marriage conference. Yeah. Uh, it was crazy how that whole weekend, it was like God just like birthed so much, you know? We it's got so home cool. And we, we, we left for Oklahoma City on that marriage conference with, mm-hmm. you know, uh, several tens of thousands of followers and, and got home to to hundreds of thousands, close to a million. It was like, crazy how many people started following us because of that video so if you guys don't know her and danny her husband they do these lip sync videos in their car that are just hilarious so i want to move a little um into that so obviously you guys have heard Kristen's story where she's come from and some of the hardships they've gone through and i think so many of us can resonate Kristen, with just like um when finances are really tight or when you have difficulties in your relationship um, or moving, like your husband wants you to move. I think so many people have moved during COVID. Um, or when your husband has an idea and you're like, I don't really want to do that. And um, and so I think just the normal everyday life, and then when we hit trials, it can be really difficult. And I'm the type of person where um, sometimes I like to wallow in my uh, sorrow, where I can just sit there. And I remember going through a year when I, the year we wrote, I wrote Satisfied, where it was really hard to laugh. I just felt like life was so hard that I um, I felt like I was just like clinging to a wall. Like, this is so hard. I don't have any laughter. I'm just barely surviving and like crying out to Jesus the whole time. So, um, and we're not in that season anymore, but it still can be like the everyday mundane of motherhood and spills and poopy diapers and marital conflicts, relational conflicts. So I would love for you to share because you and Danny do this so well and your life is not perfect. Everything is not 
on cloud nine, but you guys still value laughter. And I think we don't talk about that a lot in in general, in our culture or in Christian circles, but I think it is a very important topic that we need to talk about and that we need to do every day and in our homes because God has given it to us as a gift. And I'm not going to steal your thunder because I know you have so much to say on it, but can you talk to us just a little bit about the importance of laughter and why God's given it to us and why to um, practice it, especially when life is mundane or difficult? Yes. Well, there's actually quite a few scriptures that talk about laughter. When you first think about it, you're like, gosh, I don't, does there really, you know, a lot about laughter in the Bible? And, and when you look up, especially in a bunch of different, you know, I encourage you guys to do that, um, to just look up at different translations, um, Mm -hmm. words like laughter and cheerful and joy and all of that, um, our scripture just for our ministry is Proverbs 17, 22, that a merry heart does good like medicine. And Mary Hart has different translations too. If you look across like all the, all the, all the Bible versions, but um, you know, this is one of those areas where science and the Bible really just go, yeah, um, all of the good things that our body produces um, like endorphins, like um, immune responses, um, you know, the, all the levels of things that we want to go up in our body increase when we laugh and all the bad things that we don't want decrease. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty amazing. We, um, we were selling some bands for a while that said laughter is the best medicine on our website. And I had a big order come through one time and I reached out to the girl and I just said, I'm just curious, you know, what you're ordering all these for. Is it like a youth group? Is it a, do you have a ministry? And she was like, well, I, I'm a nurse and I wanted mm-hmm. to get them for everyone on our on our hospital floor because you're so right. She's like, mm-hmm. every time we have patients or someone in here, if they're laughing with their family, if they're watching funny videos, if someone's in there encouraging them and bringing a smile to their face, like all the good things go up, you know, we don't, mm-hmm. and, and they're not in here as long. It's, it's typically a better, you know, end result for those types of people than the ones that don't have any joy and aren't, yeah. aren't regularly laughing, even in the midst of their, their pain and their trial. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it just became for us something that, Oh, there's someone mowing right now. Who mows? We're filming this on a Friday night. You can't <laughs> mow on Friday night. Don't they know the HOA laws? <laughs> yeah. Oh, let me know if that just gets too loud. You know, it's okay. We know everyone on our block, so I could probably go out there and be like, hey, Bob, you know, <laughs> can you wait? Um, but uh, but anyways, it it just, you know, became really something that we wanted to guard you know, in our marriage and like, and regularly in our family. And I just want my home to be filled with laughter. I I want, I want my kids to, I want that when they think back, it's like, did we laugh a lot as a family? And I know a lot of people may have different situations. Maybe you were never given permission to laugh. Maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, life was, you know, just really hard growing up. And, and it, and, but I, I think that, you know, when it comes to our faith and when it comes, like you said, especially in Christian, in, in Christianity, it's like, no one really talks about it. It's, and I, and I feel like we can get to a place where, you know, we can either choose to be deadly serious about our faith all the time, or we can be joyfully alive in it. And mm-hmm. I think that that's just the better way to look at it. It's, it's like, of course, yeah. you know, the gospel is, is important and it's serious. There's a seriousness to it. And there's, you know, there's people's lives, you know, hanging in the balance, but at the same time, you know, mm-hmm. there's this freedom and joy that is promised to us and given to us. It's one of the gifts of the cross. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, we just don't unwrap a lot of the gifts that were given to us at the cross. And mm-hmm. I, I really feel like joy and laughter is, is one that people leave there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we just try to make sure like, Hey, are there opportunities to laugh? And I think that that's the biggest thing is just making space for it. You know, whether it's a family game night or, you know, I'm going to be one-on-one with you and I'm putting the phone down and we're going to have conversation. We're going to play, would you rather we're going to do, you know, whatever it is that just can get conversation flowing. I mean, you invited me out to come see you with some girlfriends a few months back and Mm -hmm. you created space for all of us to leave the cares of our normal everyday life you know, to just be present with one another 
And it's inevitable for laughter to come around when you ask people to share their stories or when's the last time you belly laughed or, you know, tell me a funny story or just be around people that are encouraging. And so, mm-hmm. um, I think that's the biggest key is like not being so busy and like doing everything that it's like, look, put everything aside, have a box that's filled with games and things to get conversation going, place charades, do something that, you know, brings the laughter and give yourself permission yeah. to laugh. Mm-hmm. That's so good. How would you encourage moms specifically? Cause I think a lot of, I do believe that moms play such an important role at home to kind of, um, be the mood setter of our home. And so how would you encourage moms to, um, to press into that, to have joy, to laugh when life does feel weary or, um, we're, you know, we're having a sad season or it's just difficult. Like how would you encourage them to step into that? Well, I think it's important to know, like you said, what season you are in, because like for Danny and I, for example, it like laughter is like a vital sign for me, right? Kind of like when you talk about the vital signs of a marriage, like how's your communication, how's your level of trust, all those things. I feel like laughter is another one. Like how, how often are you Mm. laughing together? And, and I think, you know, when there's something that needs to be addressed, I call them laugh blockers. Um, you kind of got to deal with that. You can't just Mm. muster up the laughter sometimes. Mm. And so I do think you need to know what season you're in because, if you just walked through a hard season or there's unforgiveness, like that's probably the number one laugh blocker in marriage is unforgiveness Mm -hmm. because it's super hard to laugh at someone or with someone if you're holding a grudge. Yes. (laughs) True. (laughs) And like Danny is one of the funniest people I know. He is the funniest person I know, but if I'm mad at him or holding something against him, I'm not laughing. You know, mm-hmm. everyone else could be laughing <laughs> and think, think he's just, you know, a barrel of fun, but I'm like, uh-uh, you don't mm-hmm. know. And, mm-hmm. and, and so, and that's just something that we either need to reconcile. It's kind of going, Hey, do I need, does this, do, does one of us need to make the move here? And do I need to be the person to, to reconcile? Um, or is this something that I just need to go to the Lord with and like have him take from me and, mm-hmm. and and forgive Danny in faith, even though I don't feel like it. Um, Mm. and know that it's, it's God's gonna, you know, use that. And, um, and so I just wanted to throw that out that, you know, you could, you, you could get like five good tips of like, here's how to bring laughter into the home. But Mm -hmm. sometimes you got to unblock whatever's blocking the laugh and, um, at the root so Mm -hmm. that you can, so that it will flow freely. That's so Um, good, Kristen. Yeah. So, but for moms, you know, Gosh, that's so good, Alyssa, because you can, you know, there's so much that we do every day. I love that what you just posted recently. It was like, a was it your first time to do a reel, an Instagram yes. reel? <laughs> I like last night was Googling, how do you do a reel? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I know. I'm not, I haven't gotten on that train either. I just, you know, um, but good job. Um, and so, you know, but just showing those, those things that we do every day, you know, whether you're making a smoothie you know, you didn't show all of this. You showed that one, but mm-hmm. you know, like you said, cleaning up spills and, or dealing with conflict, sibling conflict. And it feels like yeah. you're always going, you know, one thing to the next. But mm-hmm. I think when you reframe your lens and it really is like a whole perspective, like paradigm shift of like, mm-hmm. we're here for such a short amount of time. And how can I, you know, bring humor to this situation, mm-hmm. you know, not make my child feel bad for spilling, not yeah. point out that I just got that table or that rug, not point like, cause who cares really at the end of the day, you know what I mean? <laughs> I know in the moment that it's such a big deal, but it's really mm-hmm. kind of waking up every day and going, look, there's probably going to be a spill mm. You know, in my perfect life that I'm trying to curate, whether it's online or, you know, in any, in any way, it's like, there's going to be a mess. Like yeah. you have to mm-hmm. just acknowledge like, for me, I'm like, Danny's probably going to irritate me today at some point. I mean, we live together. <laughs> He's, we're, we're together all right. the time. I'm probably, mm-hmm. probably going to irritate him. You know, mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. like, it's a given and it doesn't yeah. make him a bad person. It doesn't make our marriage a sham. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean we're not supposed to be married. <laughs> you know, my kids are going to bother me. It doesn't mean, you know, God messed up and like gave us two kids that shouldn't be with us. I mean, it, right. it's not that it's, it's, that's part of 
us living in a fallen world and us all not being perfect. Mm -hmm. And we're going to get on each other's nerves. But I think when you read, when you have that paradigm shift of like, look, there's going to be things that go wrong today. I'm going to choose to be, stay on the lighter side. I'm going to choose to find Mm -hmm. the funny. Mm -hmm. I'm good. You know, we would all act different if like other people were around us. Like if you were with me, that's true. Mm-hmm. Like we would act totally different. I'd be like, oh yeah. my gosh, no, don't even, don't even worry about that. Don't even worry about that spill. I don't care about that rug. Even if I did, mm-hmm. it'd be like, mm-hmm. I don't care about that rug. But with our kids and our husband and all that, it's like, we feel like we have to be so serious. Yeah. Yes. And we just don't, mm-hmm. <laughs> we just mm-hmm. don't. it's okay. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. think realizing like every mom on the planet is going, you're not the only one. Like we're all doing it. We're all mm-hmm. going through it. We're all cleaning up the messes mm-hmm. and, and you can either have fun along the way, or you can let it get to you. Yeah, that is so good, Kristen. And it's funny because yesterday I usually can get really frustrated (laughs) with um, the spills and the disagreements and all those things. And yesterday I just felt like the Lord was changing my heart. And it's just like, this is like, like what you said, like, this is expected. Like we are sinners. We live in a fallen world. Like my kids are in process. I am in process. We need Jesus. He's our savior. And like, you know, but living with that, like, oh, this doesn't surprise me kind of thing. And I had so much more peace and was able to just be like, okay. Like I took him to the park and all hell broke loose. And I just was like, okay, that didn't work out. Let's go home. Instead of just being like my perfect ideal, it was a disaster. And like, which is usually how I respond. And so like, yeah, it was anyway. So I totally, I love what you said, just like anticipating it, but not in a foreboding way, just kind of like, uh, just like, yeah, like we're sinners and we live in a fall world. And like, how am I going to respond to this? Like, how does, this is an opportunity to show grace. This is an opportunity to like, okay, where does God, how does God show up in this? And like, how do we show love and grace in this moment? And I love what you said. So, okay, real quick to end, um, tell us um, like one or two things you guys do as a family that you just love that brings so much laughter. And then I would love to hear maybe like one to three things that um, you just like, you love, like makes you laugh so much. Like if it's a show you watch every night or someone you follow on Instagram or a book, like just something that you're like, this is just like gold right here. Yeah. Well, this works for our family. And we kind of did a little illustration when we were at our, um, when I came out to see you a few months ago, but we have laugh competitions and this is a regular thing at at the the dinner table (laughs) or whenever. So the kids like are used to this, um, but you have to go around and do a laugh and name the laugh. So if it's like, you know, machine gun laugh or, you know, turkey fart laugh. I mean, I have kids, yeah. so that's what it'll be. You know, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, you, you name it, you name the laugh and, you know, and then you do the laugh. Okay. Um, and so we'll go around and do that. Um, and we'll also just play all kinds of various games. And it's usually on the flyer at, at the dinner table is kind of, mm-hmm. we have, our dinners are very long because um, we just, that's what happens. We have a little box in the kitchen that has all kinds of games and we pull them out regularly and, and just do it. So the laugh competition is really great. Um, and then for videos, Napoleon dynamite is probably (laughs) one of my favorite movies. And we just just introduced the kids to it. They, Uh they're, they're 10 and seven. So they've not watched like the whole thing, but that's Mm -hmm. why I love finding clips online. And so we have like this little, you know, approved clips that they can watch from certain shows, like even Dumb and Dumber. I'm like, we ha- you yeah. need to know about Dumb and Dumber. You need to know this. <laughs> you can't watch the whole movie right now, but you need to know this. And, right. um, and so between that, D- Dumb and Dumber and Napoleon Dynamite, we will sit around and then we reenact them. And so like Harper, my 10 year old <laughs> can do Kip from Napoleon Dynamite so perfectly. Oh, and man. then Holt is working on his Napoleon impression. And so they'll do scenes together and like reenact them. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, we just lose our stuff, you know, we, we, we lose it. <laughs> and so, and now they're regularly like, mom, can we, we usually read before bed. And mm-hmm. the last couple months it's been, mom, can we watch some Napoleon dynamite? Clip? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, oh, I um, love it. But I think, you know, just putting yourself out there and doing the silly things, even if, you know, and, and being like, I, we talked about this too. 
um, when I came to see you last was always yes. Anding people. So when Danny studied yes. improv, yeah. there's a rule in improv. It's called yes. And when you're in a scene with someone and they say, Hey, you know, wasn't that crazy? That fire we just put out. I mean, man, that was a crazy fire. You're a great firefighter, Jim. You know, if that's the scene mm-hmm. you're creating, you're the person that you're calling Jim can't go. We're not firefighters. We're police officers. We didn't just put out a fire. We, we, we just got back from a, 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 a you know, a, someone held up a bank. You know, you as the viewer would be like, wait, what are you firefighters? Mm-hmm. Are you police officers? What is the scene that I'm watching? And why are you negating each other like that? And so mm-hmm. the rule in improv is you just, yes. And you come in the scene and you, yes. And, and when you do that as a family, whether it's in marriage or with your kids and encourage them, even if it's, even if you have to bring correction or be like, that wasn't really that funny, but I'm going to encourage this side in them and like, see where it goes and show them how to keep going down that path of creativity or maybe how it could we can make it funnier or Mm -hmm. level it up. You know, it's like, Hey, you know, it would be funnier, buddy. Yes. What you're doing. Yes. That. And also, you know, put on a wig when you say mm-hmm. it, that's going to yeah. be even funnier, you know? <laughs> and so, but not making people feel stupid for the fun that they are trying to bring just because it's not what you think is funny. It's like, yeah. be that encourager and pull it out of people and be like, yes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so this could be great too. Yeah. That is so good. Okay, Kristen, I have, I'm so sad. Our time is up. Hey, you have a book coming out. So, and I, if people don't know where to find you, where can they find you? What's your book called? Which is so good. I've read it. And when does your book come out? I have a surprise today, today in the mail, I got my advanced reader copy. (gasps) That is so exciting. And right before a call, I threw it at my feet. Just in case you asked me, this is fresh. (laughs) fresh looks so good the road road to love and laughter and we tell a lot of the stories a lot of the stuff I just shared with you and more um and it comes out July 20th so 2021 so exciting okay and then where can people find you um we're at our handle is at Kristen and Danny everywhere and it's Kristen with two eyes and so we're there. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. And yeah, we'd love to have you come join our crazy yeah. party. At Kristen and Danny. Not er- everywhere is not in the handle, right? It's yeah, everywhere now. Kristen, <laughs> Kristen and Danny. <laughs> Got it. Oh, thanks so much for being on today, Kristen. We loved it. Oh, love you, Lissa. Thanks for having me. <laughs> love you. Hey guys, thank you for being here today. Thank you for listening. This episode was so good. Each one of these series is just gold. I love what everyone brings to the table, what they share. I was so encouraged by them and I hope you are too. Satisfied is out. I cannot believe it. It is so fun seeing you guys post about it and talk about it. If you guys have a copy, take pictures, tag me in it. Tell me what you love about it. It is just such a joy to have it finally out in the wild for you guys to read. If you haven't ordered the book yet, make sure you go anywhere books are sold, satisfiedbook.com. If you make any of the recipes, tag me, make a pie. I want to see what you're making. Thank you for coming along on this journey with me.